All right, welcome, Sir Rose. Daniel Douglas, officially. Praise the Lord. Government name. Governments. Manuela. I was known as Emmanuel. Definitely not my government, though. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody renamed you the other day. Yeah, so that was publicised. All right, so we're, we're here to chat that. about um, how do we embrace... So this is part of our coursework for our work, um, our mission work here in the city. And so we're discussing today how do we embrace and disciple welcome and integrate into the church community our chosen people group for the work the scheme of work that we're doing and our people group is young people at risk of gang culture and so let's just go for it so in what kind of christian community would young people and we're not going to focus on black white or, or whatever because mm -hmm. young people in itself is technically a culture in, mm -hmm. in, especially in london yeah and we kind of touched on that the other day offline mm. In what kind of Christian community do we feel that young people at risk of gang culture would feel loved, value, valued and, and integrated? Well, I think it's definitely one that understands the culture of young people. Um, as we mentioned, certain churches that might tailor for the university crowd or tailor for the academic or professional crowd, those churches aren't really the right churches who can reach out to, to the culture of young people. And you know what I mean? That is speaking the language that they speak. That is, you know, being able to make the right cultural references into certain music, certain movies, um, and just having an understanding of the lifestyle, what mm. it's like to be a young person in a certain area, going through certain things. You know what I mean? Even though we're not sort of teenagers anymore, Speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but we still we still get it. Yeah. yeah. We're young at heart, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. We know yeah. Wagwan. Yeah. Whereas the person who tailors for the university crowd, that world there is a different world to mm. them. And that's interesting you say that because the Christian community, the church that focuses has a focus on and it's not even a certain demographic. I'm trying to get this, my thinking straight as I talk, as usual. But that's not to say that the young people at risk of gang culture aren't on the trajectory of going to university, mm. having a, a career, being academic. But there's a cultural disconnect, I guess is what we're saying. Mm. Mm. Because are you saying, this is me asking, not assuming or, or, or whatever. Are you saying that that type of church, quote-unquote, is focusing on a certain cultural type of young person. Because young people at risk of gang culture in London, most of, some of, a proportion of those young people will be um, aspiring to go to uni mm. and have a career in law, finance, mm -hmm. um, making... Um, cartoons a young a mother said to me the other day that her son's off to university um, mm. in september to, to study um and there's a technical term for it not making cartoons i've just made it sound really Animation. dumb <laughs> come on but there, and there was even a spin that she put on it. i was like i've never heard that before mm. um anyway um rabbit hole but yeah so there's something what you something what you said there bro yeah so what I'm, what i'm really saying is you know like the church we mentioned before not to call their names but they... Um, your camera schools ain't great, bro. Flip your camera now to you. <laughs> but they are... Keep it there as well. They are concentrating on young professionals who are at university right, right now <laughs> who have some kind of faith. 
not even necessarily don't have a faith mm. um, and just sort of yeah being able to give them pastoral care and to be able to feed them during that experience as a church that very much when you finished your course at uni mm. you move on mm. you mm. know what I mean so you've got churches that tailor for that specific demographic um, so what I mean is a church like that isn't necessarily the church that is going to be reaching out to the young people that wear. Mm. Um, mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Not to say that you're not at risk while you're at uni, yeah. because you could, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, you be still do bits at uni. But there's time frame. So like, really what you're saying is when people are catering to like uni students and that, they're only really here for three years, four years, mm. then they're gone. So you're not, yeah, and that's that's your, that's the beast of student yeah, student uni. Like, you've only got them for a minute. So mm. in your head, really, you're you can be you can act with them a specific way because you know in three years they're bouncing. Like mm. it's like you're not you're not expecting them to be here for fifteen, twenty yeah, years. You're not yeah. doing life with nah, them. They're not going to settle family wise, yeah. and, and yeah. So yeah. like obviously you do a little piece of life with them and all that stuff, but when it comes to really digging in deep, I think coming back to coming to this question, the whole sense of really being able to build a community that they feel loved in mm. like I feel like we live in a generation especially for young people now where when it comes to love it's like show me you love me innit mm. and I think people are naturally like that anyway but if you're then saying really I'm only committed to you for three years mm. it's like how do I how do I know you really love me mm. like actually I, I can really say I'm only here for uni and I'm gonna mm. go back to my end so really I'm here for that time and I'm going so mm. there's only so much you can give me mm. but when it comes to dealing with young people you know if you catch me at your seven you can have them to the year 12 and plus, or you can have all these things. So it's like, yeah, that's a good point. We don't do yeah. that. That's, mm. that's not what a lot of churches are in. They just, just really say, actually, listen, I'm with these lot for a little bit or, or these young people are here and they're just here because their parents are here. Yeah. So like, actually, I don't want to build a relationship. With, they don't try to build a relationship with them, they, mm. but they build a relationship with the, the family. Yeah. Like, if I build a relationship with the, with, with the family rather than building a um, relationship with each person, mm. it's a, it's a game changer. Yeah. And, 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 Let's be let's be real. Most young people at uni are not going to be at risk of gang culture because the risk is generally, as you said, year seven to thirteen. Mm. Um, that's when they're going to be at risk of gang culture. I don't know what it is you keep on doing, but it's, it, it, it's, it's all good to hear my own voice like that. <laughs> Especially when Sorry words are coming that. out of my mouth and then yeah, man's trying to watch himself on the live. Nah, <laughs> oh, is my makeup see. okay? <laughs> no, you're trying to see how your head's shining. Yeah, my head's shining clean still. No, I'm playing. But, hold on. Yeah, right, nah. I'm I hear what you're saying still. Some about, bro. <laughs> um, I think it is a church, yeah, that... Yeah, but, yeah, but I think we've, we've kind of strayed from the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be a church that is willing to invest for the long haul. Facts. Right. A church that is willing to, yeah do life with the young people in every situation to be there for everything you know what i mean to yeah and and back to the point of what 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 kind of it says christian community but let's let church um we've kind of hit on the type of church that um wouldn't make them feel loved valued and integrate or would struggle to because mm. i don't think there's any church would well, have might be some but i can't think of many churches that would intentionally not make a young person feel loved valued and fully that as in yeah. it's part of, of their, their, their yeah. missional yeah. plan yeah. to their ethos to not make young people you know mm. but i i can see why and is there something there in the leadership of the church and yeah. the reflection most churches who they reach out to 
is a reflection of the leadership and the people of the church. Mm. So as you said, a, a, a church that is run by people that are from the academic world, that have gone to unis and maybe even Oxbridge uh, and, and, and whatever, they're going to be focusing, they're naturally, even mm. subconsciously going to focus on reaching out to people, building their church with people that are from the same world as them. Mm. And there's very affluent churches that we know in London that have done really well at planting churches, really, really well at, at making spin-offs of themselves with people and maybe not intentionally but it's just happened to be for people that are representations of themselves yeah so the churches all look like each other all yeah. sound like each mm. other all taste like each other mm. all smell like each other mm. uh, metaphorically obviously <laughs> um so there's an example of how it's not done well and badly so yeah i think balancing the leadership is important and I think that's where you're going with what you're saying. Yeah, um, there's an imbalance most of the time. And yeah. that's why ch certain churches, let's be real middle class kind of churches, can't and won't reach out to young people at risk of gang culture to make them feel loved, valued and integrated because, the, because of the imbalance on the leadership. Yeah, yeah, the leadership, they don't know. It's a world that's alien to them. Um, do you know what? And this is why sort of some of the churches that we're more accustomed to, like, you know, the ecclesias and things like that, I think they do a better job. Um, at, sorry. No, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they do a better job at having a balanced congregation because, mm. you know, the communities that we come from, we know how to turn it on and turn it off, innit? We can speak to the middle class white person. We can speak to the, to the youth in the hood. We can we can balance it. Mm. I'm not saying that they can't, but I guess it's certain life experiences that we've had, some of them that we've been forced to have. Um, has God in his providence has given us experience mm. um, and, and enabled us to have that broad, that broad view, that broad stretch of, of communicating with different people. And I think this is what it's about. As we were saying, the leadership being able to recognize all walks of life, having a, a eldership um, process going on at the church, where it's different elders, you know what mm. I mean? You've got a white elder, you've got an African elder, you've got a, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, mm. Where we're all accountable to each other and we can look at the, con the congregation and we can, you know, where are we missing out here? Mm. Who's not being fed? Who's not being cared for? Um, how are we meeting or not meeting the people's needs? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So maybe a good thing that people can take away from this conversation, listening, especially church leaders, can look at the leadership in the church. Do you know what I mean? Um, does it reflect the community um, in able to best yeah. serve the community? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And can I just double on that as well? Yeah, go on, brother. Because I think sometimes as well, we forget that humans love ourselves. Mm. So you, you breed what you look like, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah naturally. So yeah, like naturally, it's easier for me to talk to someone who's been like, who done things like me and been like me because mm. I'm just, it's like I'm talking to myself. Mm. So I think when we look at churches though, and going back to that leadership comment, actually you're looking at someone and sometimes, sometimes, sometimes like church leaders look at things like, oh my gosh, I see you as one of the next leaders or I see you at this. So really, you're not really going to- Because I can see me in you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So you're really, you not, you're really yeah. not going to even try and be out on the streets and go to someone who looks like they're on the, on the verge of stuff because you, 
can't naturally see yourself in them mm. unless you've been in that space. And you don't have to get out of bed, exactly. in commas, to raise up. So if they come across a Daniel, a Adam, a you, I could li- list a, a, a plethora of people that they would have to either try and mould to be themselves or try and mould themselves to work with somebody mm. who's not like them, who's from different ends, from a different, not academic, don't understand all the big theology words, but they get theology and their theology is solid. Mm. That takes effort. Yeah. That takes bravery. That takes risk. That takes pain. That takes, I might lose that elder of 15 years from my church leadership because mm. I've got that black youth on my leadership now and mm. he ain't got the qualifications. That person feels like he should be qualified. Just one silly example of... Yeah. Some of you know some of the risks that churches, if they truly want to embrace, into integrate, love, value um, young people at risk of gang culture, they're gonna have to lose some people. Yeah, that's true. From their congregation, from their mm. ch- from their leadership, they need to say from the get go, okay, our income's gonna go down because mm. families might leave because we've got these youths in the church with baseball caps and saggy jeans mm. and they were smoking out weed outside mm. before they came in they stink of we- I could go on and on and mm. on mm. not in going gang culture but they're at risk of gang culture and, they're on the, and we want to bring them this way instead of helping them to go that way yeah. because a church get it, getting it badly could encourage them into gang culture exactly it's, it's yeah they have to be willing to take the risk to embrace those youth who are doing what you just said, mm. bro. Mm. Um, they have to be able to have the talent, to spot talent, to see the diamond in the rough, mm. to see someone who's seeking, all right, they're a bit rough right now, as in, you know, they're still smoking, they're still, you know, whatever, got gal and whatever, but they're coming to church. Mm. They're showing an interest in, in Jesus. Mm. So let's not beat them with the Bible and condemn them for all their sin. But let's, you know what I'm saying? Lovingly come alongside them. You know what I mean? Try to teach them the Bible. Try to do church and life with them and trust the Holy Spirit. That yeah. the Holy Spirit mm. is going to change mm. them. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And so, what, um, go on, brother. You know saying? And that's why, like, even your prayer at the start, yeah, we are talking about just coming back. Basically, everything you're saying is coming yeah, no, back to your... That was between us and God, really. Yeah, that was no, I hear that. Amen. Joking. But um, <laughs> when you talk about just coming back to your first love, innit? I feel like naturally we forget that because of sin, our first, uh, our second love is now looks like our first love, innit? Mm. So it's like, oh, you think of, naturally we were made to be one with God. Yeah, but then because of sin, it's like, oh, I'm the one now, it's me, it's me. Mm. But actually coming back to the first love, the one who first loved us. Mm. Yeah, so because of sin and because of how we carry ourselves and all these things, yeah, when it comes to dealing with people, it's, again, what's easy, it's me. But we can't naturally take those risks within ourselves. Are we saying, listen, God actually helped me be better. Yeah, help me look less at myself and help me see, all right, this person, what are their needs? Yeah, and how can we help them look more like you? Mm. Rather than help them look more like me because it's mm. easy to go to people who look like me because I'm never trying to make them look anything else apart from looking like me. Like It's simple. Mm. When you're saying, like, cool, actually Jesus wants us all to look more like him, no matter what I look like or what you look like or whatever, whatever, mm. come we all need to come. So actually the person that's saying on the other side, whether it be the leader, whether it be the person that's doing the evangelism, whatever it may be, if that person's not saying, yo, I've got to be more like Jesus. Mm. Yeah. They're not going to be able to look at someone else and see the Jesus. Like the, the they need to be more. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you've yeah, got to yeah. look at yourself and say, yo, this is actually God. Because the issue starts within yeah, man. Yeah, before yeah. they can even read. Yeah, I'll get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because yeah. That's what matters. Because embracing, yeah, embracing is like mad deep. It's like, that's intimate, bro. Like that's proper like, if you embrace someone, you can smell everything, you can feel everything. Mm. Like, 
it's that's real. It's real. Yeah, so on love, the physical real, level, embrace means close. to be close. Yeah, it's real close. So on a spiritual, pastoral, mm-hmm. evangelistic level, you got to be close. And that's what I'm saying. But let's say if let's say now, um, obviously I'm taking it off script. But let's say you're you're prim and proper. Yeah, even someone you just gone. You're going out. Whatever you dressed up nice, look nice, smell nice. And a homeless guy comes up to you and you start chatting and this and that. And he's like, oh, thank you for talking to me and give me a hug. Mm. Are you, in the moment, you really have to say, yo, I look good and feel good. Am mm. I willing to say, I'm yo, about to go Nando's yeah, with yeah, my people. Yeah, and literally. Am I willing yeah. to say, mm, he could get close to me. He might step on my crepe. He might do all this. Mm. But bro, say la vie. Yeah. Mm. yeah but these yeah. times we don't, we like, we, we're so quick to think, this is what I look like. Yeah. And that's what that person looks like. Yeah. But I'm thinking, I used to be that person. Mm. So actually, yo, In let's do this way. together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like when it comes to like the embracing question, I feel like actually the Christian community has to be humble yeah. to say, brethren, that was me. And this is where God bring, brought me and bringing me to. Yeah. So that's how I show that person love because I was once that person. Yeah, amen. And you're, you're speaking from a high level. Obviously, there's cultural, there's yeah, cultural stuff there's cultural in there. Yeah, yeah, things, yeah. So I'm saying it from a high level. Because a, yeah. a white middle class um, pastor is never going to see himself in a black 17-year-old from Brixton because mm. um, he was never him. Yeah, mm. but he can see the Jesus in him. Mm. Yeah, but see, you're, you're talking about from a high level. Just a point of clarification. Yeah, high, high level. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to be... Go you know, I was going to say, you can see, from a high level, you can see the, the heathen in, in that young person because he that pastor would, one at one point, even if he's been saved from when he was seven years old, mm. He was still a heathen at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If he, Far if from God. If he's real with himself. If he's real. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, what you're saying is you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable. Mm. Right. You've got to be willing to come out of your comfort zone. And if we're bringing it back to the Bible, it's that thing of seeing the plank in your own eye. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Before the, the, the speck in your brother's eye. Um, so these, yeah, these are all helpful things. So have we got any examples of how churches have... have we, we we mentioned one church, even though we said we wasn't going to mention any names. They yeah. got a big up still. Yeah, we big them up. Uh, big still. up. We, we big up. Big up Ecclesia. Yeah. When I popped or nothing. No, 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 no. But have we got any examples of when church, without naming any names, mm. um, where churches have got it well, or where churches haven't got it well, and that is reaching out, welcoming, and integrating young people at risk of gangs into their community? Their, their community. I think something that churches can do that's bad, and this is what I think. I think this is actually done on a, a wild scale, like as in like, I feel like it is a lot of times, but I think sometimes, yeah, it's, you have all the intentions to reach people, but you're not willing to change what you naturally do. So yeah. like you go out on the streets, you have these conversations Facts. and that, but then when it comes to Sunday service, nothing changes. There's smoke, so there's like, bells, there's whistle, yeah. there's, but it's like, yeah. so it's like, oh, it's like, I hear that you have the heart to do this, but if you're not willing to really it. say, you're not backing it I'm up. about to rip up everything, our program, this, that, and that, yeah. Like, are you willing to are you willing to really be like, listen, this is how we do church for an hour and a half. But if we said bun it, yeah, we know we're gonna do this much for the message. Yeah, but the rest of the service, we're gonna sit and eat. So this or, goes back like, to or, like or do mm, midweek. Just or, yeah, like reason. Like, this is it. Do something mm, like right man reason. Yeah, like cool if, if, you, if you can't <laughs> little big up, little plug, little plug. <laughs> Love that. But if you're not willing to if you're not willing to change, yeah, then automatically you're taking it out and what we're saying there is bruv back to the, the point i made earlier on almost like what is what what is the missional risk assessment that the pastor church leader vicar has done or is doing when it comes to them thinking about okay can i reach out to these young these young people mm. at risk of gang culture in my area mm. 
And the risk assessment calculation is going to come up with, like you said, if it's going to mean on a Sunday morning, I need to flip the script mm. and not sing songs in that way or not have any music or, mm. or do you know what I mean? Like really, you're, you're like radically change what you're doing or I'm going to have to put some resource into putting something on in the evening during the week mm. that doesn't look like and smell like what we normally do. The calculation is going to come up with, can't do that. Mm. 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 Facts. Mm. And this, sorry, this is, I can, so for example, example, when I was growing up in youth, in my ends in store, um, I remember we got to a point where it was like probably 120 young people coming to youth. Yeah, and as a leadership team, people sat down and said, all right, cool, what are we going to do? And I remember they said, we're not going to do worship on, um, um, yeah, on like Friday, like Friday nights. Link ups. Yeah, it's like- Where people looked up like we're heathens. This thing, so what happened was, I remember there was, you had the church kids that were just mad angry, because it's like, yo, they love worship. Yeah. Mm. All they've done is worship. Because it's been, it's yeah. been programmed, it's been programmed into, in us. I love, I'm a worship, I, I need worship, yeah. but- it's not the only way to lead people to God. Mm, but you're, you're right, people are so defensive about, sorry, yeah, no, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I've seen what, it, I've and seen what it. I'm saying, so, so we got there and, so but we had this beef with the church kids who felt like, oh, you're saying youth isn't for us anymore. Mm. And then, but yet the non-church kids are saying, oh, like, we're trying to be a part of it, but we don't feel like, welcome, yeah. but actually, Why got the church kids yeah. should have said, yo, like, actually, we want to welcome these lot in, so if this is where we be, maybe, maybe we can, can we meet in the week and mm. just do worship, or can mm. we do this? Mm. But then I think another issue was, and we're going to come to discipleship later, is we were so focused on catering that we didn't cater in a way that helped them point and look more like Jesus. Mm. So we had a 120 in the room, but I wonder how many of them still believe in Jesus because we didn't, as much as we, we tried to embrace, did we really embrace in a way that was actually helpful for them or do we just do what was to get the numbers up? Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? So mm. I think there's a, there's a fine line, but I can say from that season when we're doing it, having 120, we did, we had to missionally think about things, but do I think we did it well enough? I couldn't say that because I, I don't feel like there's fruit to show from them seasons. Well, you ne most of the time we don't see the fruit. Yeah, facts. Mm. Full we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, between one and one from God. You never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny what you said then. Like I said, we're going to come into discipleship. In, if, if we're looking at dis discipleship is, is within, so when somebody's in your church, your church community, you're then discipling them to be more like Christ, to adapt their behavior, to, to be more Christ-like. You know, if that's what discipleship is, you're right. As part of the discipleship of the youth in the church, where was mission? Mm. Mm, that's good mm. and as, as I said to you earlier on what, what we're going to be looking at on that day that we're speaking about is how do we keep mission at the heart of the church and the church at the heart of mission yeah and that doesn't just that that's not just with leadership and mission agencies that are helping that leadership it's with 16 15 14 12 20 30 year olds how are we keeping mission at the heart of what they do in their lives mm. how are we keeping their lives to be in mission and it starts with the leadership of a church. It does, yeah. I and think with the youth leaders and with the youth pastors. Mm. And like you said, it wasn't part of you lot's thinking. This isn't, a, I'm just going by what you just told us, basically. Mm. It wasn't in your thinking, and looking back now with your missional mind, it wasn't in your thinking that, okay, these church youths that are coming to these um, outreach things during the week that are with youths that aren't from church, why are we not grabbing them, taking them out on a Sunday mm. and missionally equipping them as part of our discipleship mm. where it's not optional? Mm. 
it's not option that we, we should be raising these young people with missional mindsets mm. so that when they see there's young people that aren't from the church, they're not getting the worship and we're dropping the worship so that we can bring them closer yeah, to they, worship they God, the irony. They're like, hmm. yeah, because we can do this. They're, they're excited when we do that. Yeah. They're seeing it as a missional, but they're not. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah, it's big, it's big. Yeah, it is big. I think it is about getting, I mean, not to put it all on the leadership, but a lot of it drops It is on the, the leadership, leadership. that's real. If laps. a school fails, if Ofsted fails a school, there's other there's other factors, but it's Someone, the leadership. Yeah. Someone's getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna look different for every church. Let's, let's, let's be real, it's gonna yeah, look different definitely. for every church. But like what you're saying, maybe it is good for them, for everybody to, write some kind of missional risk assessment mm. you know mm. what does that look like for us you know i mean it's not about making everybody feel good on a sunday so we tick all the churchianity boxes mm. no we should have a mission Man, a churchianity. we're coming out of bare bars today speaking missional risk assessment churchianity. come on yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 this is mission we've got a mandate from the lord go and make disciples be my so, witnesses come on come on bruv so whatever we're doing should have that focus it should have that sort of intention we've got to be mm. intentional about doing mission if what you look like to do church in the traditional way well maybe we can do that on a wednesday night yeah unless because people are used to going to church and used to doing church on a sunday and we're, let's do mission on a sunday mm. and let's do the structural church maybe possibly for some for some fellowships mm. let's mm. do the structural church on a different day of the week mm. for those who want to tick that box. Mm. Remember, you can always do church at home, you know, mm. to, to do what you want to do. We are you the can, church. You can yeah. bring people to your house and have that moment of, of singing songs, yeah. have that moment of praying for long. If that's, you know, you know, some people got their certain aspects of church that is their favorite bit. You know, mm. you got that brother that always prays for like 15 minutes in the prayer <laughs> meeting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you got the sister that loves to to, to, to speak encouragements and, 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 and all them thing there. Maybe you can do that on a different day of the week and on a Sunday, let's keep a mission mm. focus. Let's tailor it around to the people who we're discipling and the people who we're introducing Jesus to mm. right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Because church is the pit stop. Let's be honest. It... it Church has been packaged up to be this, I can't, this social ground, this, this thing that we do on a Sunday. You're almost like a club. A club, yeah. yeah. And church should be a pit stop where people are coming in, filling up, getting the tires checked, mm. having their MOT done. Mm. Are you good to go back on the road? Right. <laughs> It's, like it's either a garage analogy or it's a hospital analogy. Come on. And we send them back out to continue to do what we've been designed to do, called to do, which is, which is mission, mm. whether we label it as mission or not. Mm. But you're right. It, it, it's going to take church leadership to have imagination and, and to, have, um, the, 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 to be brave enough to change what they're doing. Mm. Um, so what are some of the just finishing off on the, the the embrace side of our conversation which is which has been which has been great what are some of the likely challenges and, and obstacles that churches need to overcome we've kind of touched on some of them already mm. but if we can just hone, hone, hone in on hone or home hone with an n in it yeah. hone in <laughs> so you can tell me i tell i'm not academic hone in on that part of the conversation the challenges missional risk assessment and that's some that's a whole conversation in itself. Yeah. But churches, one thing they need to be doing is a, is a missional and, and what I mean by that is not all wires, 
is the building safe? That's yeah. not the kind of risk assessment no, I'm talking man. about. I'm talking about a missional. What is the what is the risk? What risk to your mission do you need to assess before you start um, reaching out to these young people? And that's going to include the people in your congregation. Mm. They mm. might be middle class. They might be whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm. So they're not like these young people. Mm. What risk do you, to, to those people that are keeping your church going financially and, mm. and musically mm. and food, all the stuff that those people do, are you, mm-hmm. are you willing to risk losing them Mm. What so? What are some of the challenges that churches might? Do you know? I think even yeah, it's just looking at culture. So like, alright, cool. Are you really willing to say if you're looking? If you're looking to a likely challenge could be the fact that you don't know the culture, you don't know the people, all these things. Sorry, my brother. That's alright. Yeah, bro. you don't know because you know you look at them, you think I'm not really like these lot, and we understand that London is made of different many cultures, but especially I would say when it comes to young people in secondary school, maybe. That in itself is a subculture. I was say, is, then you've got London yeah, culture. Say, London yeah. culture in itself is different. And then the subculture of it as well, like all these kids in school, they act and do certain things in a particular way. So it's mm. like coming in humbly and realizing, I don't know what these lot are on and I'm not like them. Mm. I think that first and foremost is saying, it's going to be a challenge, mm. but it's actually, am I willing to say, teach me, mm. willing to say, and be authentic and be real in it. If you're not coming in, just you want to do it for the clout. You want to do it to, for those people to see, oh my gosh, look at all the young people you're, you're reaching. Mm. It's going to fall somewhere. Yeah. Mm. Because that mm. can't be the heart. It's got to be actually, I want people, and I think we're all good at saying, I want to see young people reach for Christ and this, that, and that. But really and truly, if you're not willing to spend the time with these people, mm. boy, what's it going to mean? What's mm. it going to do? Like, mm. So you've got to, mm. it's like, let's talk and more, more action, man. Mm. I feel mm. like for me, that, that, yeah. Yeah, the meat and potatoes of it, it gets techie, innit? You know mm. what I mean? If the congregation is really, um, again, the leadership, mm. the leadership needs to be communicating the gospel and who Jesus is and what his ministry was about. And not who, when he, he, was. And not who, he, and who he isn't. Right, bruv. Do you know what I'm saying? Man, Remember, that, that's where it gets painful. Fam, Jesus healed the leper. Right. Who people you would run from. Mm. Talk about him. Jesus was touching the leper. Obviously, we know he's God. But this is a thing where like, rah, do you want are you willing to sit down with the lepers yeah you know what i'm saying if we're like metaphorically yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying are you like have you really got a heart for the gospel do mm. you really want to see um people saved like the least reached people who you know potentially could go on to be murderers mm. and 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 all kinds of bad things do you want to see their lives turned around really and truly because mm. if you do then you're gonna you know, want to think outside the box. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Pardon the pun. You're going to want to like, you know what I'm saying? Come outside of your comfort zone and, and be prepared for discouragements. Be prepared for difficult conversations. Good, bro. Be prepared for, 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 just be prepared for hard things because mm. it's not going to be easy. Do you know what I'm saying? This, this is not an easy road. But then we got to bring it back to the Bible. You know what I'm saying? We wrestle not against flesh or blood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Jesus said in this life, we'll have trials, but fear not. I've overcome the world. You know what I'm saying? This gospel thing is a battle. It's a warfare. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and if we're contending for the faith, which I was teaching on yesterday, in the word contend there is better known as struggle, better translated as a, it's a struggle. You know what I'm saying? And these young people are struggling with a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're coming to the church with mm-hmm. all of these struggles. So like, we've got to be able to walk alongside them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? 
with patience. It's going to take a lot of patience. Mm. It's going to take a lot of prayer. You know what I'm saying? It's going to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. There's going to be a lot of, of non, you're not going to see a lot of fruit. Mm. Be prepared for it to be a long haul mm. Mm. to the churches that want to do this kind of ministry. Be prepared for it to be unfruitful. Mm. Maybe you're going to have a hundred young people. Maybe you're going to be reaching two. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's real. That's but real. What does the Bible say? One come to salvation. Yeah. The angels, angels are rejoicing rejoice. in heaven. Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? So just I know we're gonna move on to the, the next bit now, yeah. But that third question, yeah, how might the church benefit from having people so having like young people who mm, are on the, mm. the verge of gang culture in their church? I feel like this is one question that I think actually everyone in the body needs to start looking at more. And I think from every level, in it? Because Sometimes we, we say things out of just common courtesy. Having more young people, oh, would be great. And then it's like, oh, be more people to join the worship team and more mm, people to mm. do all these things. Or like, cups of tea. Yeah, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, oh, and the church can go on for the next 10, 20 years. And mm. that is great. And that's the plan, in it? Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Mm. So I'm not knocking that. But sometimes I think we look so superficial at things, yeah? Mm. And continue to think in the, ter- in the church walls. Not thinking, like, actually wow, like, if there's more young people in the church that are on the verge of being in gangs, yeah, that understand the culture, what would that do for the church? Mm. What would that do for um, the the child that has just been born? Mm. Actually, maybe that's a, a leader for them, one, 100%. Mm, but mm. also, it's it's someone that they will then look up to. And actually, more people like that being in the church means that everyone else above them in the church has to step up. Mm. Yeah, mm. but we're so quick to looking at oh my gosh, this person, and yeah, their life has changed because of what we did. But I'm thinking, actually, how must my life change to continue the discipleship and the working in this person's life? Mm. But we're just mm. like, oh, we look in the short term and look at, look, you know what I'm saying? And the, the maintenance mode of the church. But it's the, spe- mm. it's the spec again. Like, it's all thinking, yeah, we took the, we took the spec out there, aye, man. Mm. Yeah, but my mm. guy, like, actually. Don't look at my plank. Yeah, but, it's, but actually, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what like, we yeah, right. Don't look at my plank. Mm. But actually, we we got to step up if you're saying that you want people to you you want these people in the, in the church and the, and yeah, it's a cultural thing that is great and all these other things. But in the same sense, there's still a lot more to that. Mm. All right, let's let's wrap up this first half. Um, that's been a great conversation. Um, and so we're gonna we're gonna in the in the next episode we're gonna move on to um, the discipleship side of welcoming welcoming and integrating young people at the risk of gang culture into church community. Mm.